like the Warriors have the football. An unbelievable start. Handoff is to Pellerin. Bowls his way in to the goal line. Play action. Complete to Lamb. Now Tyrell Ford's got some room. Watch out for Tyrell Ford. Touchdown, Warriors. Get used to it. Welcome to the Waterloo Warriors Armchair Quarterback Podcast. I am the armchair quarterback, Lukey Boy Bulch, your host. Okay, fine. Let's admit it. The game on Saturday did not go as we would hoped. The boys lost to Western down in London, uh, 66-3. But the good news is we are moving on. We are not even talking about that game in this episode. What we will touch on is how excited we are for the latter half of the season. We are going into the last four games. Playoffs, still on the mind. Playoffs, still in the picture. We're hosting Toronto Varsity Blues in Waterloo on Saturday, 1 o'clock. And that game is huge. So, thanks for showing up, listening. What do we got today? We are interviewing uh, Brig Fremi Merensky, the big fullback. Uh, senior player is a great interview. Um, you'll love to hear what he has to say. And we're mixing up a little bit, and we will be interviewing uh, Benoit Durant. And what Benoit is going to talk to us about is recruiting. Benoit's down in Montreal uh, looking out for some CJEP students and uh, and players. So we're going to talk about what the recruiting cycle's like and go through that. So awesome episode. Let's skip the quick recap because let's be honest, not much to recap there. That's okay. And let's jump into the interview with our fullback. Here we go. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Okay, we are in our players only section with Brig Fermi Medensky, big number 44, the fullback, fourth year player uh, from Kitchener. Uh, Brig, man, thanks for coming on. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on tonight. All right, so Western game, you know what? It happened. You know, Mac game, you know what? It happened. Let's just, uh, let's look holistically here at the first half of the season. And we're going to break this up into two halves here, trying to stay positive. But uh, the first half of the season, our run game's been a bit up and down. And, and you being uh, playing fullback for us, you know, that H-back position, uh, sort of a hybrid role, you know, run pass. But uh, I know running is, is some of your, your your forte. So what do we got to do here, Brady, to get this run game back on track, headed into the latter half of the season? It, it's kind of hit a bit of a lull. Uh, what are your thoughts watching film moving forward into prep uh, this week? Uh, what do we got to do here, buddy? Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, the run game is a big part of our offense, you know, as a fullback and uh, being, you know, closely tied with the herd and you know, our, our O-line. Uh, we take pride in our run game and our ability to run the ball. Um, like you said, too, the, the first half of the season has been up and downs when it comes to that. Uh, you know, really simply put, it's about just moving bodies. You know, getting on your guy, you know, uh, and being physical to the point of the attack and driving him past the line um, because we have two good running backs in the backfield there, you know, Nick Sua, Anthony Miller. And if you give them the opportunity to and you have a hole there for them, they'll make something happen. So it's really just about firing off the ball, um, you know, being uh, being on count, you know, no false starts, no offsides and just firing, getting hands inside and moving bodies. So are you thinking uh, sort of back to fundamentals, um, you know, figuring out you know, what we got to do to just move people around? Is that going to be the key uh, moving into the U of T prep? Mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, Nick and Anthony, you know, you give them the opportunity, they're, they're going to be able to find that hole. 
And, uh, you know, the past two games, we just we haven't been uh, doing our jobs to the best of our ability. Uh, you know, we've been allowing ourselves to kind of get eaten up by, you know, the D line or the front, uh, the front seven there on the defense. And, uh, you know, I know that we have the ability to, you know, fire off and get to get on guys quick and, you know, making sure that if it's just a one on one scenario between the running back and the linebacker, the running back and, you know, defensive line player, we have the guys that are going to be able to make a miss and going to be able to make something happen out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Brig, you're playing this, uh, we call it the H back in, in the Waterloo offense. It's it's the hybrid role where, uh, you know, 32 set, you're, you're the number three receiver to the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, what If coach calls a vertical shot and you're in the game, are mm-hmm. you thinking, what are, what are we doing here? Or you're like, let's go, give me the rock. No, I'm, I'm exactly. I'm like, let's go. I'm ready for my opportunity. Uh, you know, it's been, like you said, I'm a fourth year, fifth year guy here on the team. And, uh, you know, it's taking me a while to get on the field because, you know, I have to realize what it takes to play at this uh, OUA level. And now that I have the opportunity to play, um, you know, outside of both on special teams and on the offense, I'll be ready for whatever opportunity comes comes my way, you know. And if it either be a vertical shot or, you know, either be on a screen or, either be blocking the DN one-on-one and making, you know, giving our running back an opportunity to to hit the hole, you know, I'm going to be ready for it. I've seen you scoot on some of those throwback screens. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's looking good. You do have seven catches on the year, which, um, you know, obviously we, we package swap and we, we put up different guys in different positions, but uh, having you, uh, the, the ability where it's, it's not always going to be called a run, uh, we, we can use in the pass game is, is huge. So the defense can't key on that. So, you know, keep up the good work, man. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's great that uh, you can get some grabs for us and, and keep doing that. So let's, let's actually, you know, move past it in what you just talked about. And this is your experience. Um, it is your fourth, fifth year, you know, with, with the pandemic, it's, it's a bit weird with the year count, but mm-hmm. talk about your time with Waterloo football. Uh, you came here in 2018. You're, you're from Kitchener. Mm-hmm. Just describe your experience, you know, from the, you know, you touched on it, like had to realize what it takes to play at the OUA. Uh, just talk to us a bit about that and the journey to to where you are now with, uh, you know, that starting spot at the H position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming in as a freshman, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to say that yeah, I kind of came in naive, you know, uh, and I think a lot of high school players do, you know, thinking that you know, they were sort of the star of their team. Um, but when you come in at this level, you know, in my first year looking around and seeing, the four brothers and on the offensive side, seeing guys like Dion Pellerin and Greg Brand, like these big guys. And, you know, it's, it is a little nerve wracking. And it took me took me a while to realize what, you know, sort of work that needs to go into, uh, you know, add value to the team and eventually get that spot. Um, and it is a lot of work and it is a lot of effort, uh, you know, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. And, you know, I enjoy that it, it was a bit of a fight and it was a bit of a grind to be able to realize and to learn, you know, what I need to do to make myself better and, uh, you know, also make the team better and just leaving no doubt to the coaches that no matter what the situation might be that, you know, I'm ready for anything and that, you know, I'll be good to, to go either on special teams, either in the offense or, you know, I even joke around like 44 is also a linebacker number, you know, I'm, I'll be ready for that opportunity too. If it, if it presents itself, I just want to be out there on the field and, um, Really, yeah, it takes a it takes a lot of work to play at this high of a level, and uh, you know now as a fourth fifth year guy, I'm just trying to teach the younger guys on the team, you know, as well, 
that it takes a big commitment in the gym and it takes more of a commitment outside of practice and the meetings after, but, you know, going home and watching film, either of the practice or film of your opponent and looking in the mirror and being critical of yourself and being able to, to ask yourself, what do I need to do to, to get better? And what do I need to do to add value to the team? And once you're able to do that and, you know, unbiasedly evaluate yourself, you, you are able to become a better player and to be able to fight for that dress spot and, you know, eventually fight into the dress contention. It's huge words from the senior player here, guys. Come on. Great job, Rick. And, you know, we'll leave you on this. Uh, just tell us about one of your, your fondest memories or what have you enjoyed most about playing for Waterloo football? Uh, honestly, the, the boys in the locker room, you know, the, the players that I've been able to play with, uh, you know, I've had a, made a lot of great friendships on this team. Uh, I've interacted with a lot of different people. Um, and they're, they're the reason why I keep coming back each year. You know, I want to fight for the guys in the, on the team and, uh, you know, I love them, you know, they're my brothers and I'll do anything for them. And, uh, just these friendships that I've been able to make over the past five years, uh, it's been incredible and it definitely will be a lifelong thing. And I'll always have these fond memories of being a water, the warrior. And, you know, one, one day I'll be at the alumni events, you know, uh, talking about good old stories, uh, with, with the guys and yeah, Here we those, go. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah those, those friendships, uh, yeah, definitely the boys though. They, they keep me going and they keep me coming back each year. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll get you out on that. Um, like you said, we're headed into the, the second half of the season where we're, we're going to turn things around and, and we're just going to make a push here and it's going to give you a memorable uh, last season and, and I just a uh, good feeling about it. So, Hey, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll be cheering for you. Get some more grabs out there. Get some, get some, maybe a touchdown or two. I'll go talk to you. <laughs> uh, and ha have a good day, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I don't know what to say really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives. Okay, we're here on the Coach's Corner with a unique Coach's Corner this week because we're bringing in an old beauty, uh, Benoit Duran. Uh, Benoit, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Hey, great to be here, Luke. All right, so Benoit, let's uh, let's catch up the listeners here. Last season, uh, we had you on. Uh, you talked to us about uh, your unique role with the team, where you were doing some remote work for your company and be able to be on campus and helping break down some film and kind of being a jack of all trades. So where are we at now? Um, what, what are you doing? Are you involved with the team? And, and let's just fill us in right now uh, with what's going on. You got it. I, uh, be, I miss it every day. I really enjoy being at Columbia Lake, working my job during the day, and spending my evenings at Warrior Field coaching and working around the team. But uh, this year, uh, I'm back to uh, back in Montreal doing my other real job. But my new mission that was assigned to me by both DA and Coach Burt was to uh, go get us some of these CJEP players. So that's what I've been doing this fall is uh, going to one, two, three CJEP games every weekend and trying to find... Uh, Good football players are great students that are great people that would fit right into our locker room to uh, bolster our uh, uh, re-bolster, rebuilt our core of uh, Quebec players on the Warrior football roster. Yeah, so for, for someone who might not be familiar, um, can you explain a little bit about SAGEP and uh, you know how it works with, with in blending with after high school, before university? Just give us a quick rundown on, on what that is. You bet. Um, 
in uh, Quebec, you graduate from high school in grade 11. And then if you go on the pre-university track, you do, uh, there's a CEGEP, which is both, it's a mix of, uh, of what would be a grade 12 and grade 13 in Ontario and college. So kids in the CEGEP either go on the pre-university track, which is either a two-year, two or three-year track, depending how busy you make your schedule, or you go on a three or four-year technical track. So where you be, can become an engineering technologist, a nurse, uh, a draftsman, there, there are several, several trades that you can uh, pick up in, uh, in CGEP. And so it's, it's basically, it's a glorified grade 12 and 13 mixed with college. So it's a little unusual as a setup, but what that means is that the uh, football players that play CGEP usually play two to three and sometimes four years in CGEP, so they're uh, they're 19, sometimes 20 when they graduate. So they're um, a lot older and uh, a lot more mature. And also, especially in the Division One here in CGEP, the coaching level is very, very good. So most most CGEP coaches have some kind of university background, either they were players or many uh, former university players and coaches are um, coaching CGEP. So the the level of play. And the level of coaching is very excellent. And that is why, uh, as I toured the spring camp, spring camps in the spring, I saw coaches from all over Ontario. I saw coaches from Calgary. I saw coaches from uh, uh, even out east, uh, St. Mary's and Mount Allison. So that's why Quebec's a very fertile recruiting ground because the the, the, the players are older and the quality of coaching is very good also, so which makes for prepares very good uh, players for university football. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret for, for those who are listening to the podcast and followed uh, U Sports for a while now that, uh, you know, Montreal, Carabin, and Laval, uh, they're strong programs, and they're always, they're always you know, very good and, and seem to be very physical. They're pulling from these Sage Up schools, and, and now you see some players on uh, Western, uh, you see them, you know, d- diving in and obviously um, Ottawa and Carlton are grabbing some of those guys being right, right uh, near the border. So, um, awesome. yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of where we're, where we're headed, like you said, and we want to get some of those, um, you know, that, that uh, life bed there in, in Quebec and bring it over. And so how's it going? Like when you talk to these players or do they know what Waterloo is? Are you introducing them to school to them or how are those conversations going so far? Uh it's uh, it's a spectrum, uh, Luke. To be honest, some uh, some players, uh, as soon as I show up and wear my black and gold outfit, they're like, "Oh yeah, I heard of Waterloo. It's a really good school." And uh, I, it's so some kids are very familiar, and some other kids don't even know that Waterloo is in Ontario. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's a mix. Uh, it's a mix. Uh, it's a mixed reaction, but it's. Um, uh, we uh, we pride ourselves being a very good school of uh, worldwide reputation, and uh, when we have these uh, recruits that I meet, and or and especially parents that uh, immediately mentioned, uh, they they jump to yes, we understand Waterloo is a very good school, and we'd like our son to consider it. So uh, it's uh, it's a mix thereof, but it's uh, it's flattering to hear that uh, our school's reputation is uh, has spread across the border as well here. 
Yeah, and and so the recruiting cycle is, you know, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but let's let's talk about it for a second. So the and the players are are going to school now. Um, they're being they're playing through their high school or, or sage up seasons. They're they're being recruited, and then what we're going to do is, you know, have them on campus, have them for a visit. They meet with coach. What else? What else can you uh, you know provide insight for us on on just the recruiting cycle and how we quote unquote sign some of these these top players? The um, the uh... I got into this uh, late last season and uh, started working. We worked about last year was very embryonic, was just the start of it. And now we have a uh, Diego Arenas from Momorasi, who's uh, playing defensive back for us, in fact, starting. And uh, so Diego was our first recruit uh, from Montreal in, uh, in a way too long a time. Keep in mind, in my uh, in my days uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, in the 90s, we always had two, three, four, five guys from Quebec um, on the Warrior squad. I mean, uh, when I arrived, we had, uh, Mac Loisel was on the team, and then uh, Pierre Lefebvre showed up, and Pierre had a great career with us. And also, after I moved on, uh, Eric Poyo came in from uh, Gasset, and uh, Eric also had a great career with us in our uh, late 90s glory years. And... So the idea is that uh, I'm starting to make a lot of contacts now. I'm talking with uh, close to 40 players uh, that I've made contact with. Most of those are 23 players, but also I started to plant seeds for 2024 players. So um, to look at more longer term and build a longer term relationship. And the idea is that we meet them during the season and we go watch them play, but we don't crowd their space because they these kids are full time in school, full time playing football. And uh, the uh, the idea is to make contact, but to stay at a healthy distance so that kids can actually focus on their season and their school schoolwork. And after the season, this is where the recruiting uh, season really hits up, where uh, we will have start hosting uh, visits in uh, basically after the Vanier Cup until the week before Christmas. And then in the new year, so we are some of our top recruits are already talking to them about conceptually about coming to visit us after a season. And um, and so really, really uh, late November, early December and uh, January is really the, the heat, the, the hottest part of the recruiting season where we want to get these kids on campus, we want to because uh, some of the, again, some of the players I'm talking to can't even put uh, Waterloo on a map. So get them to town, walk them around, show them our facilities, show them our field house, show them our great campus, let them meet with academic advisors to understand which programs are likely to work with their background and their interest, and um, and meet with the coaches. And uh, while we all do this this Zoom Teams thing, we've got to got quite used to a little bit too much the last few years. There's nothing like a face-to-face -face meeting. So. The idea is for top recruits, we want to get them on campus. We want to get them to touch it, feel it, sense it, and ask their questions. And especially, uh, we want their parents to come over and really get a feel for how we do things around Warrior Football. Awesome, Benoit. I you know, appreciate you walking us through that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a grind, and uh, the work you do doesn't go unnoticed. And getting out to all those games and the weather kind of sucks sometimes. And you're just, <laughs> you're just watching. You're taking it all in. You're making notes. And, and we have lots of uh, what we call area recruiters or area scouts um, all around Ontario that are doing that for the program. And, 
And I know I can speak for, for Coach DA and Coach Bird and, and how grateful uh, the program is to have um, people like you being able to get out there and do that for us. So really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, Benoit, obviously we've got to talk Warrior football right now. Um, not the last couple of weeks that we wanted, but what's uh, give us some predictions uh, now that you're you're kind of not in the coach's room, but you're, you're still obviously super involved. What do we look like for the second half of the season? You know, what are you going to see from the Warriors? Uh, we have four games left. What do you think? Where we go? Are we sweeping the last four, or what are we doing here? I uh, I think uh, I saw on uh, the team group chat uh, the best message from Jack Hinsberger was on the show last week basically sending a message quite stern to his teammates that we got to lock in and uh we all know jack he's uh he was our he's one of our leaders and captain and we're, we're everything that we want in a middle linebacker so if we uh, all lock in like jack is telling us to lock in i think we'll be just fine the rest of the way so and as soon as we so we got to listen to jack and uh Take care of our uh, our neighbors in a couple of weeks, and the rest of the season's got to go just fine. All right, I like the confidence, <laughs> and uh, I, I feel the same way. And yeah. um, one game at a time, obviously, but uh, you know, I think we uh, we're gonna turn the corner here and realize the sense of urgency that's coming up. So, Absolutely. all right, Ben, well, I appreciate it, man. As always, love talking to you. I'm sure we'll run into you a, a game or two here uh, down the road. And um, yeah, keep uh, keep doing your thing for for Waterloo. Appreciate it. You got it. And thank you for everything you do, Luke, for Warrior Football. This uh, this uh, podcast is a great way for all of us to stay in touch. Thank you. All right. That's it for the episode. Thanks for listening once again. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Warriors, Toronto, at Waterloo, 1 o'clock kickoff, Warrior Field. Let's go. Make it out. Get some tickets. Come see the game. Lots of fun. going to be an awesome game. Also, not that we like to look ahead, but let's look ahead here for a second. Thursday of thanksgiving weekend we got the battle of waterloo won't be the first time we mention it here uh laurier is coming to play us and it is the uh yeah football alumni uh friends and family tent uh kickoffs at six i believe the tent's 4 30 uh starts open at 4 30 40 to get a ticket ticket includes uh, a ticket to the game obviously you got a complimentary drink there's gonna be some some snacks and some bites lying around and then, then you'll have access to a bar uh, which you'll pay a couple bucks for um yeah that's gonna be fun so if you want uh more information or you want to grab tickets for that just uh shoot uh coach Pretoria an email and he'll uh and look out for the uh, upcoming newsletter that'll uh fly out some more details but get that on the radar thursday october 6th see if you can make it down after you go to the game on saturday which is gonna be great all right all for me all for now appreciate it and go Warriors go! Looks like the Warriors have the football! An unbelievable start! Handoff is to Pellerin, bowls his way in to the goal line, play action, complete to Lamb! Now Tyrell Ford's got some room, watch out for Tyrell Ford! Oh!